Hello and welcome to the Clarissa and Mitch Explain Life podcast, the show where we look at life from the point of view of two generations. I am Mitch and I am Clarissa and and we are mother and daughter. So we won't always agree but we hope we will always show how things are now and how they've changed over the years. In this podcast we aim to pick subjects to discuss that are relevant today, but we will look at them from the viewpoint of two generations. So whatever you're doing, enjoy the podcast and we're always happy to hear your feedback. Just a little disclaimer on this uh, recording. We talk about health and all different types of health. So we touch on mental health. We touch on illness and death. So a little trigger warning if any of these things um, affect you, just be aware that they are a part of our chat today. Nothing too heavy, but heavy enough if you are someone who has been going through a lot recently. Hello, Mitch, mother. (laughs) Hello, Clarissa, daughter. And welcome to Series 2. Season 3. Oh, sorry. We start again. No, season three, episode three. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I think that's very unprofessional and messy, and I think we should start to, again. No, no, because that's what people like is to hear that we're normal and we're. <laughs> well, they we want to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> we make for mistakes, and you know we're real. <sighs> anyway, I don't we... like it all too polished. Anyway, so here we are. This is the second week running that we've done, kept to our. Our, Third um, week, excuse me. Is, well, no, this is the second week that we've done it once a week. Third. Did we do it the week before? Yes. Okay, third week. We're even better than I thought. Yeah, exactly. Um, And this week we have chosen the subject to talk about health. Yeah, you're talking to me, not to the computer. Yes. Laptop. <laughs> Um, so I just googled health, the definition, and the definition of health is the state of being free from illness or injury, or a person's mental or physical condition, or used to express fen- friendly feelings towards one's companions before drinking. Oh, here's oh, to your health. To your, health. <laughs> <laughs> your good health, my sir. Anyway, um, so we're going to just have a chat about what it was like in the olden days to be unhealthy. (laughs) Well, I think um, we didn't, I haven't spent a long time thinking about this subject in relation to actually doing this podcast because we only decided what to do this morning. Yeah. And I do, despite what everybody thinks, I do actually have a life and I haven't given it any thought until a little while ago and I thought in my own little head that it would be quite good to mom before you say anything if you're going to go through all your health ailments this podcast is only half an hour long I know I'm joking she is joking because it would take longer than that um I thought it would be good to to talk both of us to talk about it in relation to um what we saw health as Ooh, excuse me when we were younger mm. i know you're still very young and what health means to us now okay 
So you start. Right. Well, I do you know what? I can honestly say I cannot remember anything about you. I've said that in nearly every podcast. But health. I the the only thing I really remember about was I I remember I had tonsillitis a lot. Is that what you're getting at? Well, yes. Or just how you viewed health. Yeah. I don't think I had a view of health. Mm. Um, I don't know whether that was good or bad. I don't remember. Uh, definitely not the way I would now, I suppose. I, Like, I consider, to me, health was, yeah. See, health is a funny word, isn't it? Mm. Well, I think that you, what you're saying now, I think um, you probably had the attitude that everybody has growing up, that it's something you take for granted, unless you have a major health issue. And someone in your life has a major Major health health issue. issue, And I think we're very lucky Mm. in that, I suppose Ryan had the meningitis, but in that, on the whole, we have been quite both our immediate family and extended, our family being quite blessed with our health, if that makes sense. I mean, there was no one, when I was growing up, I don't, I mean, I remember Catherine next door. I remember. Yes, that was a shock. I was a teenager, so I actually, a young teenager, so I don't really, I know she got cancer she did indeed yeah. do you remember we went up to see yeah, her yeah i do in that awful hospital in dublin i have very was, clear memory i was of that. like it it was, it was awful of, it was oh, real it was, ancient oh wasn't it was it? like um you see women's prisons yeah on the telly you know in the 60s or and 70s and i wonder was it oh. like that or was that just oh, no, our it memory awful. no of it was it. awful it was awful i can picture it what hospital was it st james as it must have been i think was it, it was yeah remember it was downstairs oh it was horrible yeah. And I'm not making that up. That's not. No, I I remember that. That's all I remember mm, from that visit. And funnily enough, we were about 20 minutes ago, we were talking about our lack lack of ability to to visualize in our heads. But I can, some things I can actually draw up from memory. And I can remember that hospital so clearly. And I can remember her in the bed looking so ill. I think. Quite possibly, apart obviously from the fact that my mother died mm. when I was three and my father died when I was 16, I think as an adult, that was my first exposure to, well, what became terminal illness. Mm. I think that was my first exposure to cancer, actually. I can't. Oh God, I mean, close, close if, yeah, exposure. If any, if any of them, if any of her family were listening mm. you know the trauma that they went oh. through and I think we that was part of how you know it, it was just it, yeah it was horrendous it and was. and no healthier woman no I mean that woman although she she quite possibly proves the old stress-related yeah. um ill health um she worked very, very hard within the within the family, within the farm. Yep. Um, never smoked. N- never smoked. Never drank. Did she not drink? No. no. Pioneer. 
Yeah. Probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but seven children. Seven and, children and a very stressful yeah, way of life. Yeah. Very, very stressful. Which doesn't mean that no. everyone with that lifestyle, but it just, I, yeah. And that leads me on to something to do with health. Like, as I said, I think we as a family were very, have been blessed mm. that, yes, there have been illnesses and stuff, but obviously hopefully touch wood genetically um that like it seems that our now i'm not talking about coots because i'm not i haven't got coot blood but we seem quite blessed mm. with not having a cancer gene touch wood touch everything well you know well your mother, mother yeah and my and my and her sister right. both died of cancer but, but the would they have cancer, died no, today no, with that no, cancer? No, 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 because their their cancer. No, uh, now my mother died of a Hodgkinson's disease, right. and I'm not sure which is the terminal one, non-Hodgkinson or Hodgkinson. But anyway, yeah. I was always told that um, it started when she went to the GP surgery and had a suspicious mole cut yes. off, which, they, you know, there's no way that would happen now. No. And if it did happen... You'd be biopsy. It would, oh, exactly. Yeah. It would be sent for a biopsy, yeah. which obviously it wasn't. And we are quite moly. We're a very moly family. So very I would be moly. very... I mean, I keep an eye on mm. anything like mm. that, and I know you do too. Yeah, and I know that Clodagh... Um, my daughter-in-law, she is of the, of the opinion that everybody should have a mole map done. Oh, boots do them. Do they? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. They do it. I In... don't know how much it is, but they yeah. definitely do yeah. it. I've seen... Well, she, she's very yeah. much of the opinion that you should have that done, especially if you do have moles. Because yeah. Ryan's had a couple of odd little yeah. blips. But... um. I think just going back to how one views health as a child. Yes. I I do. I just think it is. You hear it again and again. It is something you take for granted. It really is. You you know you feel so when you're young. You feel so immortal, mortal, immortal. immortal. Nothing nothing can touch you or harm you or anything else. And I think health is one of those things. Um, I think when you have children, I think your attitude to health changes quite a lot. To your own health or? To your own health. Mm. I, yeah, I do. I think it does. Um, do you think so? Well, I, I mean, when I think about um, everybody um, pushes the boundaries, I think, as a young person. I certainly did. I'd, I'm I, very lucky. I mean, I I lived through the bloody sixties for God's sake. Aren't I lucky to even be here? And the seventies and eighties, and, and the, you had children then. Yeah. Well, but but particularly, <laughs> I do have memories the, of my childhood. But particularly the sixties, you mm. know. Um, you know, I'm very lucky to have survived through that. I reckon. I think isn't it funny because I mean, obviously, we're talking in January 2022, so we've just you know we've had two years of a pandemic and mm. I think God. 
I I would identify myself as being someone who would be I suppose a warrior. I've you know I am the warrior of the family. I suppose I've mm. always had that, and I I've come to actually only in the past sort of in the past year or so I've come to accept that that is actually instead of fighting it all the time, mm. which I was doing for the first year of this pandemic I was kind of going oh I shouldn't be feeling ill you know mm. and comparing myself to other people um I think there's like it's a very fine line with being someone who is a warrior because studies have proven that you know stress and worry can cause mm. ill health so you have to find the balance and anxiety yeah which is different from worry yeah it is Worry can propel anxiety mm. and, and vice versa, but um, it, it's how to find the balance. And I think everything, especially, as you said, having had ch- once I had children, I still was quite destructive in my behavior because I had ill mental health and mm. I didn't think very much of myself. Mm. But I definitely was more careful than other people I was hanging around with I always had a sort of there was always a level of control I didn't like and I still you know even drinking I don't like losing control over myself I'll always Mm. hold on to and it probably has saved my life (laughs) you know a lot of times that I actually go no I I don't want to, you know, go that far. I think that that is one of the major differences in health now to when I was growing up, and that is the attitude to mental health. Mm. Um, there was, like, you know, we've all heard the horror stories about, especially in Ireland, of, you know, single girls getting pregnant and locked up mm. in um, mental homes for the rest of their lives yeah and stuff yeah but mm. because they didn't know what to do with with them but I think certainly growing up and in my earlier life there was an attitude of um if you were feeling in inverted commas blue mm. pull yourself together you know what's wrong with you for god's sake you know but even in my teens i mean i i i've really like i i've said this before i had my major depressive episode and panic disorder it all came to a head probably pushed and propelled by postnatal depression Mm, on top of depression and Mm. etc well sort of between ted and macy but macy then after macy Mm. particularly um but i remember saying about a year after that after i started to feel better i actually think i had been depressed since my early teens and it just was never something that you i was you know i was labeled or not i labeled myself it was teen woes and angst and yeah i didn't have a very happy teen teenage hood you know outside of the home and inside of the home no um i definitely my 20s were quite 
as I said, I think the only the thing that saved me was that little bit of fear about losing control mm. because I was very self-destructive. I probably could have been way worse, only I mm. held back. Pulled yourself back. Because I was too afraid. Mm. Um, and then when I started to feel better, when I went to the doctor and I was put on antidepressants and, you know, all mm. those things and start putting things in place, I re- I kind of was like, I think I've been depressed a long time. So it was a real mm. build up. And mm. I mean, I was definitely clinically depressed. I had postnatal depression. I had so many things. But I remember, I remember over the years from early, my early 20s, trying to find a way to speak about how I was feeling. Mm. I remember going to, I'll never forget it, when I was living in Dublin. I don't know if you've heard me say this before, but um, I will put a trigger warning at the beginning of this Mm. because of what we're speaking about. But I do remember that I went to the Rape Crisis Centre for counselling because I'd been abused. And I remember the woman, the counsellor saying to me, well, you do realise there's women who've suffered a lot worse than you. And I never went back. I remember going to a doctor in Harold's Cross. And I always remember saying something to the effect of that I was feeling Mm. down or whatever. Mm. And we're talking, this is the 90s. And I I remember him dismissing it and, Mm. and sort of saying, you know, not really giving me any time or and making me feel a bit shitty about myself mm. don't make you know that mm. I shouldn't be feeling that way so I think it you know it was hidden in your time mm. then I think there was the space so where hidden, more brushed aside brushed, yeah yeah but hidden as well hidden think of all the mm. people who were put into um asylums Mm. Because they might have had depression, like yeah. the, not the queen, the queen mother's sister or someone. Oh my god! The cousins. Yeah, yeah that's right. You know, yeah. like there's so many people from that time who were put mm. in and actually probably had depression, mm. and just it was like no, you know. I definitely know. Mental health mm. was not recognised. It was depression, or it was this, or it was that, or you were, you were um, uh, a personality disorder, or yeah. bipolar, or something or other. But the actual mental health was the health of the men of the part of your body that mm. is your brain, your well-being was not recognised. No. Absolutely, and I tell you, it even it. it but it, do you know why that is? Why? societally apart from societally there was so little understanding of it and it scared it was scary absolutely and it's still that little bit of stigma is still there Mm. now Mm. it's still the stigma of oh you know it's it's a frightening thing because you can't see it it's not visible well it's visible that you can see someone you know who you love if they're depressed mm. you can yeah. kind of see it or you can see someone having a psychotic episode mm. but a broken leg um, oh, like is a broken leg and there you are this is 2022 and that attitude still abounds it's just horrendous and that i think that's why so many people still hide when mm. they're struggling mm. still yeah. you know they may 
people may know that they're struggling, mm. that they've been to the doctor, mm. you know, close mm. friends or family and friends, yeah. but actually to the outside world, you're expected to keep going. You're expected to, you know, yep. pull, pull your socks up and get on pull with it. And my eldest sister, mm. without going into her history at all, she has been virtually housebound for the last oh, three, three and a half years. And I'll ring her up and I'll say, how are you? And she'll say, I'm a bit down in myself. But I give myself a good talking to. And I know it's pathetic are words that she says because she comes from that mindset of you should be able to pull yourself together. I've heard you say the same about yourself what? or similar. I shouldn't feel like this or, you know. Well, yes, but I do do something about it. I know, but, I, you know, I'm just saying we've all sat there and gone, oh, I shouldn't be feeling like yeah, this or I shouldn't you're be. You're slightly misunderstanding me. No, I know what you're saying. I know, mm. I do know what you're saying. She, she actually does think that she should Obviously, be Obviously, I know. To... I know who yeah. you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. Anyway, totally different people. Mm. So, I mean, moving on, because mental health is a whole other yeah podcast no, that we could do yeah. you know but i just think that that is the looking back mm. on then as opposed to now in my life then i think that is well obviously <laughs> there have been huge advantages in health mm. um who would have thought that you could have all the bits of your body replaced like like what you can now mm. um but i think that is the biggest difference is the attitude to mental health mental yeah. illness not saying it's perfect but i do think it is recognized more than when i was growing up oh god and yeah. my even when i was growing mm. up and i mean yeah you know i'm yeah. not that far behind you in reality even though you're my mother you know well i was only... so young when i had you of course exactly I mean, there's only was it, 14 11, wasn't it that's a bit creepy that's a bit actually. creepy actually 14 you know, that's wrong yeah there's only 18 years no 20 years 22 years between yeah. us so um physically then physically yes we seem to be a family who are affected bony bony wise yeah i'm afraid so uh we've all the had arthritis yeah i don't have arthritis no, no you're, you're lucky aren't i touch wood so far well of course with me um it's all about me. Um my main problem, of course, is my autoimmune condition. Yeah. Which I am I have in later years come to the profound conclusion is is partially genetic, because it definitely is, because Hodgkin's actually is is a slightly autoimmune brought on. Mm -hmm. I only discovered yesterday. And also I think certain stresses through my life absolutely have kicked my autoimmune you know my theory into, into touch so but then i see poor anna seems to be the one who has inherited mm. most of my autoimmune conditions she she's definitely showing um various different signs of autoimmune but anna anna you know she there's a lot that she's pushed down as well, you know, even though she's done so much work on herself. Mm. But yeah, it's. But you, I mean, you've been. Like, I know your feet, obviously, mm. is, is the biggest one. But um, so far, I mean, you've, you've reached this. Touching grand, wood, touching that's what wood the like thing is. 
um, you've reached this grand old age mm. of, what is it, 35 you yeah, are now? Yeah. Um, and you're fairly healthy, I would have thought. That's what I mean. I, I For someone who does, oh, I'll say the word again, I, I don't want to keep saying it, but identify as, mm. as someone who would be prone to a bit of anxiety mm. and stress and stuff, I mm. think I... I, on the the flip side of it i handle it quite well these mm. days in the past 10 years or so i think i handle it quite mm. well i take action i don't you know i put little goals and markers in place that if i'm feeling that it's building i say right i'll give myself this amount of time and if i'm still feeling this way i'll go and deal with it mm. instead of pushing it away and pretending it's not happening mm. and i do think that is that's part of the good side of me being a bit of a warrior and controller is that I actually deal with stuff quite well when these face things it. happen. And you face it now rather yeah, than pushing it down. I suppose. I don't know. Mm. I mean, I I would consider, yeah, my feet have, like anyone who's listening doesn't know, I had to have major reconstruction on both my feet over the course of a couple of years. Um, but I, my attitude was always, I will get better. I mean, there were times when I oh, thought I wouldn't. There were times when yeah. I thought I'd end up back on in, on crutches for the rest of my life. But I always had this sense of, I am going to get better and they will get better. And, mm. you know, I had that belief in place once I started into the whole, you know, going to seeing the surgeon and everything. Um and then the other one was the hysterectomy, yeah. I suppose. And that, again, I always, I did, you know, I've said it time and time again. To me, until it ha- happens that it's not the truth, to me, the way to heal is to do what you're told by your surgical team. I could not agree more vehemently. They know what they're doing. So and, much of a recovery yeah. from any major health episode whether mm. it's operations or whatever is up to you mm. doing what you're told yeah and I, I like i feel awful and sorry for the people who do end up with complications but mm. a lot of the time it's because they've done something that they were not they're advised not yeah. to do yeah even down to getting an infection in the wound, they'll take off the dressing themselves mm. or they'll have a shower too early or, mm. you know, and they get, you know, even down to that. That's just my belief. And hopefully yeah. I'm mm. never, you know, I never have to find out that it's not, <laughs> that's not the, that I'm wrong. Well, I have to say that I've had now had what I would describe as four surgeries. Mm hmm. Well, what I would describe, I have had yeah. four surgeries. Um, Hysterectomy. Oh, five. Back. Yeah. Thumb replacement. Two thumbs. Two thumbs. Six then, and your knee. That's five. No. Hysterectomy. Back. back two thumb, thumbs and thumb, knee. Knee. Oh. It's five. Oh. Clarissa wasn't in the day they did maths. <laughs> <laughs> it's not well i'm quite good at maths these days funnily <laughs> enough are, actually i have to be for but anyway job. um i think i'm doing pre- i'm actually doing quite well i'm 
you're doing brilliantly and you are I that's probably where I get it from because you have always done what you're told mm-hmm. and like except when I lift a 15 kilogram bag of dog food but anyway that's when the other day that's what fucking pushed me back over the edge I know I know and I will not do it again and it was absolutely stupid there you go that proves it on but, every on every level, I'm not supposed to lift a heavy weight. I was told not to lift a heavy weight because my knee, I mean, my poor old knee is only made of whatever it's made of, you know. It's not made of good, strong, real bone. <laughs> anyway, if this was television, you would see that I am getting daggers. I, I'm just, I'm fucking, spe- excuse my language, but I am speechless. Like, And I won't do it again. And I knew as I was doing it that what I should be doing was going to get a wheelbarrow, pulling it out into the wheelbarrow and pushing it round. Or getting Tony and the two of you do it together. Oh, no, isn't he? He couldn't do it. Why? He couldn't. He can't. Together. Clarissa, have you seen the man lifting? Anyway, that's beside the point. So I think I'm doing quite well. Um, Obviously, there are... People. Obviously, there is an element of martyrish martyrdom that comes into the life of Mitch Coote. There is also an element of it's got to be done. So, well, no, because you could have waited till I came out. You could have waited. You could have asked. You could have, you, do- you know. Anyway, we're not going to have this argument on the podcast. Why? Because <laughs> we're not. As I said to Mum earlier today before I came out and we were talking about her back and she's been going to the chiropractor paying 50 euro. And as I said to Mum, stop and think about that 50 euro before you do anything that yeah. you know. And she's right. I you acknowledge know? that. And I've, I've had two. Well, I went yesterday and I did nothing for the rest of the afternoon yesterday. And I've done almost nothing today. Almost nothing. Right. I mean, nothing that's put much strain on my back anyway. So tomorrow I'll be lifting dog food. <laughs> and every time I say, just ask me, I'll come out. Mom goes, well, you know, you have to get up. You know. Oh, God. Anyway, I'm very, I'm fairly happy with my health, really. And um, I get a, I do think that you have to really, this is, Chris is going to dagger me with her eyes again. But I do think you have to be really, very mindful of your health the older you get Mm. um, and do what you preach to others a little example I about four months ago I had a couple of weeks where I was getting chest pain not all the time it wasn't like when I was out walking that I got it but I got the chest pain and I heard this little voice in me saying okay Mitch now if somebody was telling you that they got chest pain, what would you say? And I would say, get it checked out, because I can certainly name a couple of people who didn't get it checked out mm. who are now, unfortunately, no longer with us. Anyway, I'm very glad to say I did go and get it checked out. <laughs> Funnily enough, by the time that I actually got to see a doctor up at the hospital, I wasn't getting the chest pain at all. And I typical, haven't had it. Isn't it. Absolutely typical. And I haven't had it for a long time now. So um, I'm just putting that as an example. If something is bothering you, go and get it checked out. I That's one of my biggest mm, things with yeah. everyone. Mm. Like, 
the amount of times I've said it to PJ, oh, the amount stop. of times I've said it to you. Uh, you know, when you yeah. said about the chest pains, I nearly reefed the head off mm. you because and what and but at that stage I had actually made an appointment to go and see. Dr. I know, Arnold. but I actually said exactly what you've just said. What would you say if that yeah. was someone else? Blah blah yeah. blah blah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that because I've been a healthcare mm. and been in that sort of environment, I am quite quick to spot little things that other people mm, might not necessarily. Yeah. I mean. Tony and his tremors. Yeah. I was the first to you say, Mum, yeah. I think do yeah. you think that could be a sign yeah. of Parkinson's? What, yeah. three years ago now? Yeah, it must be three. I was just working it out today actually. I think he was diagnosed in two thousand and nineteen. I think that's yeah. the first the beginning of two thousand and nineteen is the first time he saw Dr. Harkin mm. in the hospital. And at that stage it was still possibly probably mm. you know anyway yeah so i mean health i don't know have we covered it from both generations mm. i i feel very blessed the way my health is mm. today and that's all i can do and I, I agree i do too i definitely could you know i know there are things i could improve on as in losing some fat mm. i'm not going to say weight fat um which i'm working on at the moment but then there's the other flip side and we, maybe we'll do a talk about the whole weight thing again someday you I know body in image. the future body image or bodies bodies you oh know bodies. because i have got this i've always got this thing i i yes i am I've too much fat on my body, but I actually have quite a healthy body mm. underneath it. It's funny, actually, because it's one of the things like I've definitely put weight on in the last 18 months. Now, in 2017, I was disgustingly thin. Now, I wasn't like twiggy, but because I hadn't been well, I lost a lot of weight and I looked absolutely dreadful. I looked about 90. And now with the bit of weight on me. I actually think I look healthy, mm. even though I have the weight on me. And maybe this is how I'm intended to be. Mm. Maybe this is, even though I would like to lose a stone Well, in think weight. about it. What I've always said, mm. and I say this constantly, mm. especially about women, you need to have a bit of weight on you. And I think oh, if you gosh. hadn't had the weight to lose, imagine oh. how ill you would have been. Oh, stop. I often think that. I mean, you were very ill and you yeah. didn't lose the weight healthily. It wasn't no, 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 a no. healthy fat loss. No. It was because you weren't well. Mum has a form of colitis um, and it went undiagnosed for months. So she she was <laughs> hopping off like white bread and all this oh, white stop. stuff that actually turns out that once she gave up gluten... Um, it actually, she self-healed, really, didn't you? With the help of the kinesiologist. Well. Oh, no, definitely with the she, she set out to heal my gut, and between us, we did it. I'd already gone gluten-free at that stage. I no, think her did. knowledge of supplementation. Yes. Well, that's all it is. Well, yeah. I'm not. No, well, you're not convinced about No, it's nutribolics. Well, to be honest, it's with you, been proven that it yeah. is. I'm not going down a big road with you about no. holding a bit of metal that tells you you might have 
but you know, you had already given up gluten, you'd already had the diagnosis, all those things. Mm. She was great. She supported you in the way mm. you needed support at the time. And gave me the nutrients I needed. Oh, she didn't give you the, the She gave you the supplements. Yes, the supplements, absolutely. Which you could have gone well, to the I'm, health food shop and bought. If I'd known what to buy. Yeah. But I'm, I still maintain that between going gluten-free and going to the kinesiologist four times, she, that was what healed my gut. Well, it healed my gut to the extent that it is healed, which is pretty bloody nearly hmm. most of the time. Anyway. No, she was what you needed at mm. the time. I am not... Mm. But I it's think it's the a whole, very strange science. I it's the kinesiology say. is bullshit. Mm. I'm sorry, any kinesiologist listening, you know. I think that's very unlikely. <laughs> I know. Well, who knows? Well, we Maybe do. in a year's time when we're like... Famous. Famous podcasters. <laughs> um. So, yeah, anyway, mum lost a load of weight and she was really sick with it. So we've often, you know, heard people talk about... um. The fact that you can lose weight or lose fat in a healthy way mm. and you can lose fat in an unhealthy way. And you can mm. tell when you look at someone whether they've done it oh healthily God, yeah. or unhealthily. And it also was at the same time as my back surgery. Yeah, course, exactly. I mean, Jesus the fact Christ. that I actually survived the back surgery will be a wonder to me until the, the shock day. that your body went oh in my through. Oh, God. In total. Really? But you're here today because you have got a positive attitude and you always have, I will get better. Yeah. You know, and that, like, no matter what. Yep. So. So health is your wealth. I'm sorry to be a little bit trite, but I think it is. And there's no point telling young people about, um, you know, look after your health because Mm. either they will or they won't. Yeah. There's and there it is literally that, isn't it? You've Absolutely. got the people who are especially at the moment in yes. this time, the this mm. social media time, you've got mm. like I go to the gym and it's yeah. you know, full of young people in their twenties yeah. and they're obsessed about how they look and their bodies and male and female, <laughs> you know, and they're obsessed about what they're eating and you see them mm. on social media and then you have the opposite that are just like walking the length of themselves and they're sitting on their playstations yeah. and they can't be arsed to do anything, you know. I would worry in that way. I would worry. I hope, well, I probably won't live to know whether I was right or not, but I do worry a bit about the the young teens and the middle teens and to a certain extent the older, well, let's just say the teens, <laughs> who do spend a lot of time sitting on their asses in front of their Xboxes and their and their parents are not balancing it. Why do you it. worry about it? I worry about it from a distance. I don't worry about it in a way that interrupts my well-being in any way at all. But it, it I'm, oh, I'm sorry to be devil's advocate, but it's, it's generational. I yes, mean, it is. I sat on my arse, like looking up into the eyes of Adamant. And, you know, imagining marrying him. I, you know, well, I yeah. wasn't hugely active as a teenager. No, but you were more active than... Anyway, I just think the involved... In, it's it's something we must do as a topic is... is That's where we disagree. You, you were saying we should get one where we disagree. Yes. And there you go. There you go. So let's draw it to a close. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you're, anybody listening to this is really well. 
and has no health issues. And all I can say to you is that if you do have a health issue, if you have any worry about your mental or physical health, go and do something about it. And I'm just going to add on to that because it is, I think, major. I think I probably know men have listened to this. So the women, mm. whatever age you are, well, you know, check your boobs. Mm-hmm. Go and do it now. Uh, have a smear. Go for your smear test if you still have that part of your anatomy. Any pains, aches, some, anything unusual, go to the doctor. I know it's hard to access doctors now in this day and age, but don't put it off. We know intuitively our bodies quite well. And mm. you know what? If something isn't doesn't feel right to you, you know, if you get a sense there's something going on, go to the doctor. You are in charge of you. And don't always expect that your doctor, who might have a 100 patients, will come back to you with test results. If you haven't heard from them, follow them up. As I always say, we are the masters of our own selves, and we have to remember that, well you said. know. Well so said. go and give your boobs a good feel, and if you're overdue your smear, go and book it. Mm. That's the other thing I forgot. I did have um, abnormal... You did, yeah. I did have abnormal Normal smears cells, and yeah. had to have the... Yeah. The old Bernie Bernie. But anyway. Anyway, um, I hope you have a good week. And we'll speak to you again next week. Yes. And I'll say goodbye now as well. Okay. So goodbye for now. And don't forget, tell your friends, anyone, if you like this podcast, start sharing it on social media. Um, Yeah, just because it'd be nice to get more listeners. Bye. Bye! So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you've enjoyed it, please tell your friends and family and share the link. So until the next time, goodbye and And stay stay safe. safe.